everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. That was a huge not two points for our Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Uh, they just came up big. Mike Yo with the excellent coaching decision to pull the goalie when they didn't have the puck, uh, ensuring this game would not go to overtime, ensuring a regulation loss. Uh, the Devils win in regulation against the New York Rangers tonight. Yeah, you have the Coyotes and the Kraken playing each other. Uh, an excellent way for the Flyers to make up ground tonight. Let's hope that Arizona and Seattle will three-point game there so everyone picks up a little ground on the Flyers and they can fall further down in the standings because that's what this season's all about now. This season is about falling as far down in the standings as is humanly possible and also uh, watching some good Zach McEwen fights. I hope he fights in every game for the rest of this season because what the hell else is there? I Watching this game tonight, and really it's something I've wanted to bring up uh, for the last – for the last little bit, um, Travis Konechny, well, let's start in, with the generals here. While the season is over and completely meaningless, there will be evaluations made uh, based on how players uh, perform over these last 20 games and really uh, over these last few months that we've been through. And I want to know how much stock you're putting in them, because for a while I've kind of just been done with TK. And, man, he's starting to suck me back in. Like, looking at a potential Farabee, Hayes, TK, second line, something like that, man, that's that's a perfect depth scoring line. Like, that's exactly what you want. Now, obviously, uh, with if Sean Couturier is going to come back and be the 1C, which we expect to be the case, I would love, you know, at least one, if not two, dynamic offensive talents paired with him uh, in order to produce some offense. Again, this is all, as I've said over and over, based on the idea that they're not going to rebuild because they said they're not going to. So it's about the idea of how can they actually make this aggressive retool work. And I'm just watching Travis Konechny, and he's still he's still not shooting. He's still, uh, you know, not putting pucks on net. He's not scoring goals, but he is making plays like crazy out there. And I'm not going to be surprised a little bit uh, when the season ends and we find out he needs wrist surgery, he needs shoulder surgery, something like that. And that's why he just cannot shoot. Uh, That won't shock me in the least, but I want to know first thing off the bat here, how much stock are you personally putting in these next you know, now 19 games. Uh, like, if a player really shows up, obviously JVR, like, they, JVR can score a hat trick every game for the next 19 games, and they just have to get out from under that contract. But a guy like TK, who is so – he's very polarizing in the uh, in the Flyers community. Uh, he could probably get you a decent return. He's probably going to go on to be a pretty good player somewhere else. I'm starting to get sucked back in on Travis Konechny. I, I feel it happening. Uh, I want to know how you all feel. Like, are there certain players who can impress you in these in these final 19 games now, uh, or is it all just? Uh, they even said on the broadcast it was it was you know different context uh, with the JVR goal because it was a nice goal. Uh, but like you know, tree fall in the woods. Like, is that what this season is now? It does not matter what anyone does because it's meaningless. They're playing exhibition games. Me personally, 
I'm not putting a lot of stock in it for most guys, but man, I just feel myself getting sucked back into TK. Like I can't get sucked back in to, to Ivan Provorov. Uh, I think Sanheim is what he is. They're going to have to keep some defensemen. I hope it's Sanheim over Provorov. I, I like what I've seen out of Sanheim, but ultimately he's a nice little second pair defenseman and probably not much else. Uh, but what are you really putting into this? Because I think there's going to, there's going to be not a push from the front office because they don't give a fuck. They don't care about PR or anything. Um, they're just going to force feed us whatever they do. Uh, if they cared about any of that, you know, Rasmus Ristolainen wouldn't have $25.5 million guaranteed, and Claude Giroux would be told there is no guarantee. Uh, yeah, so they don't give a shit. But I feel like there is going to be a narrative around certain guys like, oh, you know, after the trade deadline, after that weight was lifted, they really, they really performed. And to TK's credit, he's been performing uh, for a while leading up to this. One of the few guys, but like, I'm not going to be heartbroken if he gets traded. But man, I just see a real role for him here uh, on like a second line, not with Couturier on a first line or something like that. I want two dynamic offensive players alongside him, but I just see a, a Farabee Hayes Konechny line really working. Uh, in a in this in this aggressive retool. So what are you thinking about that? Uh, plenty to talk about with you know the we're in the final quarter of the season now. It's happening. Trade deadline is passed. So anything you want to any way you want to go with the uh, conversation tonight, I am wide open. So let's lead it off with Harris Barnes. Harris, you're live on the post game. Hey Bill, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How you doing tonight, Harris? Um, I guess it's kind of poetic or fitting that. Uh, Ristolainen, I think it was the second Detroit <laughs> goal. He just shovels the puck to nowhere, and then Bertuzzi takes it and gets it right to Vrana, and then it's in the back of the net. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, it was just – it was a banner night. If you are a Ristolainen hater, the first period tonight was uh, – it was everything you dreamed of, him him running in the heart, uh, him having that turnover. Now, I will say, like, that turnover is bad, but – you know, there's a few other guys out there that could have could have helped out, but he had a horrible first period, and it's really like there are some guys who are performing better uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, and the last few games. Really, uh, they've stepped up at least a little bit to play to their potential. Ristolainen seems to be worse. Yeah, and, and with that second goal, yeah. To be fair, like his his other. Um... The left uh, shot defense or whoever it was on that side wasn't, if it was Sandheim, just wasn't the correct spot. His forwards weren't uh, far enough back. But Wisterlein's got to know at this point in his career that, oh, if my teammates aren't over there, I can't just shovel it hoping someone's going to get it. Yeah, I really thought thought he was going to be – he was going to be Luke Shen with a little bit more puck moving, a little bit more offense – He's a better skater. He's a a better skate. He's a much better skater, but he treats the puck like a grenade, just like Luke Shen. Yeah, it's just it's. Did Buffalo really ruin him? Because if you remember, I think his the World Junior, I think 2014, he like he had the OT winner, and he was like a monster in that tournament. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy's really good in the league. Look at him. He was this size at World Junior. He's a fucking man out there. Like, of course, he was good in that situation. That's true. Um, I guess what I would be looking for for the last quarter of the season is um, maybe like Tippett and Konechny or um, 
like see if York and Tippett can get it going on the power play. Like you put on that left dot and the Ovechkin Stamco spot and you have York just feeding passes and see if York can like full-time QBA power play, which be a, be a power play quarterback, whether it's ultimately on a first or second unit, like, can he take that role? That's And like players ascending players, it's different. Like Farabee's an ascending player and he's been good when he's been healthy this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Like Owen Tippett, granted, maybe he's not this good. He's just excited. He's getting his chances. He's playing for a shit team. He's looked strong in his two games. Uh, Cam York, obviously, he's he's out there working for a job uh working to stay in the lineup being everyday nhl or so like those guys you're going to evaluate differently than say a connect me or a Provorov because they're they're veterans at this point so like it's it's a little different like i'm not going to judge i'm not going to just say oh pressure's off fuck them to the to the young guys because this is their chance yeah, and, and with York, like he QB'd that power play for the um, NTDP with Hughes and Zegris and Turcotte and Caulfield. And so, like, he has to prove that, like, he can still do it or do it to some degree at this level and find guys in the right spots, keep the, the puck in and make the right decisions and look what, like, try to be anywhere close to the, the level of intellect that some of the better power play QBs are with Konechny, like you would hope if you can find chemistry and find the right situation with line mates that he can keep doing this or get back to his 1920 form in Philadelphia. But I almost feel like he's just going to do better somewhere else. Like it could be another Justin Williams situation, but you can't no, trade him when he has no value. You have to trade him when he has peak value at a deadline, when someone's desperate at the draft, when someone really wants him, you can't just trade yeah, him. And- that's why they didn't trade him a couple of days ago. That's why they did that. So. Yeah, and, you know, he's got term on his deal, but he's a young enough guy that I think teams might be willing to take the risk. Uh, maybe not a team, like, pushing for a Stanley Cup right now, but uh, someone would uh, would want to take on that deal. But, yeah, I think TK – like we said a couple of weeks ago on BSH, he has Justin Williams written all over him. Like, I think he's a good player and just needs to get something going. And just watching him play right now – He's doing all the stuff yeah. that he did when he was good. He just can't seem – he doesn't seem interested in shooting all that much. It makes me think he just can't. Like, I will not be shocked when it's like, oh, yeah, he's got a separated shoulder. Or, oh, yeah, he needs yeah. the the Giroux double wrist surgery, whatever. Yeah, and uh, obviously I saw your tweet about uh, the Seattle-Arizona game and hoping that goes to OT. In, in the OT, course. baby, three-point game. Um, Devils, Devils beat the Rangers tonight. This was a huge one for the Flyers yeah, losing in regulation. I, I just have a hunch that like so Montreal, Seattle and Arizona fans are talking about, OK, like we're in a really good spot to get Shane right. I don't think any of those teams won the lottery. I think it comes from that second tier with Ottawa, Philadelphia, New Jersey or Buffalo. I think one of those teams jumps up. That's my hunch. I so could that- I could see that, Harris. And thanks a lot. Like I could see the league wanting to try to like. But Buffalo, like, their ownership is garbage, and not garbage in the way we think the Flyers' ownership is. Like, Buffalo's ownership is bad for the league. Uh, like, Flyers' ownership, say what you will about them, like, they're one of the organizations who fund this league. Uh, so, but I do think maybe, you know, losing losing Jack Eichel, it could be one of those Cleveland situations. Like, oh, yeah, you lost LeBron. Look at that. You won the lottery. Uh, like, I could see that happening to Buffalo. But – 
why can't the league just reward us? Like, you know, in, in what was it, 07, we get the number two pick, even though we only won 22 games and we miss out on Patrick Kane, who, whatever, but scored a, a Stanley Cup winning overtime goal against us. We win a lottery and the dude fucking sucks. Uh, you know, he's terrible. He's going to be out of the league in two years, Nolan Patrick. Can't the league just reward us with a, with, with a top pick? It doesn't even have to be the first pick. Give me a top three pick, really. Uh, let's go to Warren Brody. Warren, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. What's I actually tonight, was thinking uh, when it was two nothing tonight, this might be the worst team in NHL history. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, and then when Keith Yandel fell face first on the ice, that clinched it for me. I, I that was. You know what? It's hard to take anything that happens the rest of the season seriously. As long as they're playing Yandel, they're bringing Nate Thompson back later in the wait. week. I really can't wait. I mean, this is a total tank. It I really, mean, it really seven seems like they're leaning tonight, into it now. What was that, one? It's not fair to the younger players the way they're playing the last 20 games. I mean, how are they supposed to uh, play well when, when you know, you have other blockers, I guess you call blockers in front of them? Yeah, like I'm watching over the last few weeks, I'm watching Carter Hart like he's had so many games where he's played well and given up four goals. It's been unbelievable. Like it's 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 comical at this point. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, but like the team is just so fucking horrible. And I want to point out something Kelly said on today's podcast. We were talking about the idea like the team just seemed to play looser, play freer, like a weight had been lifted off their shoulders after the Giroux trade. And she said, well, if that was true, then they would continue to play well tonight. And then they come out and have that first period. And it's like, no, this team's just fucking horrible. I don't know if you realize, but every time Chuck Fletcher has talked recently, he talks about the younger guys. This retool, I I really – that's a Dave Scott comment. I'm not sure Fletcher's on board with that. It it just doesn't – it just I don't know how they're going to do a retool with this. I don't know what they're going to trade. I I just don't understand. I don't know either, but I think they're going to try to middle it, Warren. I think we're kind of going to be we're kind of going to be in Hextall territory again, where they're they're half in on both sides. Like we have some pretty good players. They're going to try to go out and sign some free agents, but also they're going to try to acquire some young guys, and it, it's just going to be. Uh, I don't want to be overly negative because nothing's happened yet. Dumb shit yeah, happens all the time. They could get lucky, make it work. There is a blueprint that they have followed through before. Uh, you know, they went from 22 wins to the Eastern Conference Final in one off season. It's definitely possible. But goddamn, I just do not have optimism in the people making these decisions. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, I, Fletcher is just gun shy at this point. He's just so mediocre. Like, I don't expect him. Like, someone brought up on Twitter today to me, like, all right, if the Flyers were were selling and they're trying to accumulate these assets, like we talked about on the podcast today, they're they're targeting these 2023 picks because everyone says the 2023 draft is deeper, and so people are going to want those picks this offseason looking ahead to next year's draft. Why weren't the Flyers in on, like, trying to facilitate three-way trades? Why didn't they take an expiring contract to get an asset? Like, I don't ex- – yeah, you're going to have to get creative this offseason, and Chuck Fletcher just doesn't seem to have that in him. 
Yeah, one last thing. Brian Ellis, will we ever play another game for the Flyers? I, man, I I assume. Like, they I, still haven't, like, they still, that the comment they made about him this week, that they still haven't decided whether or not he needs surgery, like, what the what fuck is this guy eight for? years old? Like, wh- what, what have eight? we been waiting for? Like, what? <laughs> it's been five months. He's been hurt since they got him. What, what do you like mean? He, we don't know if he needs surgery yet. It sounds like they're just trying to decide whether he needs cancer surgery or open heart surgery. They can't but figure I, it out. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's wild. Bizarre. It's this organization is just a joke at this point. Thanks a lot, Warren. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if I cut you off. Jump back on if you have another comment to make. Let's go to Jason H. Jason H. You're live on the post game. Jason. Hey, sorry go. about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. you're good. You're good. You're good. You know, it's funny because I know you're a baseball fan. You just got my attention. Um, do you remember Masada Tanaka with the Yankees? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They did pretty much the same thing with him where, like, the whole year it was like they knew he had a rip in his elbow, and they played him, played him, played him, and then went through the offseason. They're like, well, we're not sure if he needs surgery. We're not sure if he needs surgery. We might, you know, just might heal. And then it was like spring training the next year. He blew out his elbow and had Tommy John. He was out the whole year. Yeah, it's uh, I think it was I think Shaq one time in the NBA like needed surgery. And he's like, well, I wasn't going to do it during the summer on my fucking vacation. And like just took the first couple of months of the season off because like, is that what we're looking towards? Like we're going to be in we're going to be in July or August. And finally, it's decided Ryan Ellis needs surgery. And then. Oh, look at that. He's out for the first month. We still don't have a number one defenseman. Like, it's just such a weird middle situation. I don't understand the direction this team is taking. Uh, if you give me permission to switch subjects for two seconds here. Oh, go right ahead. I got I to know two things. Number one, were you at the Roman Rumble? Uh, the it was 2015 in Philly? Yeah. Yes, absolutely I was. And I need to know what event you were at when you almost got in the fight with the guy. A fight with a guy? Yeah, you said it was an Indy event that you said you almost got in a fight with a guy over something. And you didn't oh, swear it was by a, on it. I, uh, I think it was a GCW show like this summer oh, where somebody God. just, yeah, somebody just kind of, it was very weird because those shows are such like fun parties and like a great community. And there's just like one drunk being an asshole getting in my face about something. And I was, I just told him, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> that was basically it. Well, last thing I'll say, I'm assuming you went to the bingo hall back in the day, right? Uh, I, I was a little bit young for ECW, but oh, I did, man. I did eventually, I did eventually get there in my, uh, in my teens. Oh man, uh, take care, but uh, thank you very much for that. You got it, Jason. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I hate bringing everyone else down with wrestling, but it really, truly is my first love. Uh, Reese LaRoche, Reese, you're live. Yo, how's it going, Bill? How you doing tonight, Reese? Um, one uh, take that I want to um, kind of put out there was like I know um, like GMs overrate Rasmus Ristolainen, and I know like we don't think he's that good, but like are we overrating him too? Because I know some people are saying like he's like a bottom pair defenseman, being played as like a top or a second pair defenseman. Like, I'm starting to question whether he's genuinely an NHL defenseman 
like that first goal when Valeno went around the net, this guy, first of all, he didn't even cover a man. And second of all, he had to take Valeno because Valeno was just going around the net for a free shot. But he doesn't even do that. Instead, he just runs into Carter Hart and then proceeds to screen him. And then, <laughs> and then you know, Valeno gets, you know, an easy goal. Like, I'm genuinely questioning if – and the analytics – you know, Alex support this argument that is he even an NHL defenseman? Yeah, that's, you know, and I don't want to like, especially tonight, he had a bad game. I don't want to pile on one guy on a fucking horrible team. Like it just seems unnecessary. And all year I've just said, I like him. I do think that there's an element that he brings that is important. Uh, but man, are the flyers any harder to play against than they were last year? Like, they have Zach McEwen, who I love in the lineup. They have Rasmus Ristolainen in the lineup. Are they any harder to play against? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to overreact to one game, but you know, all year I've said I, I think there's a place in the lineup for Ristolainen. It's just not on the second pair. And watching him, especially tonight, it's just like, does he suck? Like, I think, like, you put him on a good team. Like, I, I know it's it's kind of useless talking, but I think it's just fun to, to have these types of conversations about, like, you know, because it's fun to have player analysis and stuff like that. Because that's at this point, it's all we can really do. But anyway, I digress. Like, no, like, point, uh, the idea of, like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, if he was on Tampa Bay and played 12 minutes, like, you or I could play 12 fucking minutes on Tampa exactly. Bay. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> if I made a mistake, Andre Vasilevsky's behind me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's the type of mistakes that are – it's to the point where, like, it doesn't matter how good of, of a, on a team you are. Like, if you are running into your own goalie and screening him, that's on you. Like, your teammates aren't uh, – whether they're good or not, aren't going to stop you from running into your goalie and screening him. It's not only that. It's other plays, like, just turnovers or just – like, we've analytics are just mostly an individual statistic, and he's just shit at all of them. And he doesn't yeah, he's, have the eye test at all. And even he's like, so like, much worse with the puck than I thought he would be. Yeah. Like and, and even times where like Buffalo were actually decent when they went on that like um like ten game winning streak or whatever, and they almost like made the playoffs a few times. Like t- times where the team was looking well, like good. Rasmus Rusalinen was not even playing that well. And like oh, it's just it's really frustrating that he's on our team for five. Like I, I nothing personal against the guy. And, you know, I, I like the person Rasmus or Salina. I just don't like the hockey player at all. Yeah. And like, I like what he represents and thanks a lot, Reese. Uh, but like, I do want a hard nosed player. I do want a guy who takes the body and, and all that, but just, man, it's uh, it, we talk about organizational priority. And I said on, on BSH today, I do not fault Chuck Fletcher for telling Claude Giroux, I cannot guarantee you that we're going to bring you back. Can't fault him for that. Don't give him guarantees because you don't want to end up having lied to him. Uh, Like I said, we still hear about how Holmgren told Carter, you're not going to be traded and how that was the greatest betrayal since, uh, you know, fucking forever. Um, How uh, Benedict Arnold, that's what I was going for with that reference. Uh, (laughs) A little late, but I got it in. Uh, I don't I don't fault Fletcher for that, but the idea that you can guarantee Rasmus Ristolainen five years and twenty five and a half million dollars is fucking silly. Like it's it, what what <laughs> what? Imagine if 
would G have taken that contract? Like, would that have been enough to bring G back five years and 25 and a half, 5.1 a season? It's a pretty big pay cut. Uh, but imagine if you had offered that to him before you offered it to Risto. I don't know. Uh, Jason H., did you want to jump back in? Okay, maybe not. Uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, you're live on the post game. Uh, hey, Billy, you got me there? Yeah, I got you. How are you tonight? I'm not too bad. How are, uh, how are you doing out there? Oh, I'm quite well, quite well. Yeah, that's good, man. I uh, actually missed, uh, well, whatever, I guess the last few there, I'm trying to listen to your guys' podcasts, um, and I uh, felt like I was getting a little bit soft, and I... Uh, you know, it's it'll be good to get a little bit of spite back here. I always enjoy that. Um, so just uh, I've also haven't followed the team that much the last few weeks, but Jerry fucking Mayhew. I know, man. He, we like, lost our brother. <laughs> it's it's really like in a season where everything, literally everything, <laughs> sucks. Like he brought us the tiniest bit of joy, uh, just enjoying him, getting a shot, scoring some goals, working his ass off. And you know what? Good for him. He gets to go play for the Ducks. He gets another chance. You know, they claim him, so at least they got to play him. But, like, God, really? We, like, we, 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 we were like, fostering. I got to watch fucking Patrick Brown. <laughs> we, like, we were like fostering, like, one of those, like, puppies or something, and they, they, they took him away from us. Yeah, like, uh, all the bums on this team, you could have wait. Like, you had to get rid of this guy who we liked. Like, get rid of the ones we don't care about. They're going to bring fucking Nate Thompson back into this lineup, like, who subtweets and quote tweets half of the fan base because they don't know hockey, even though he's a horrible player on a horrible team. Like, yeah, let's let's get rid of Jerry Mayhew and bring him back. I I do look forward to his next uh, interaction with uh, Alex there on Twitter. Like I I hope that there's a little bit more of a of a romance that kind of continues to grow there. I am praying I am praying that Nate Thompson's first game back is like Ristolainen's first period tonight. <laughs> he uh, he might just delete his Twitter if that happens, but you know it uh, that that might be dreaming a little bit too much. Uh, another thought I'll throw out at you here, like. Uh, you know, we, we think about trades and like that, that's going to have to be a, a way this team, uh, you know, rebuilds itself. I, I guess that's the way they're trying to go here. So, yeah. um, I know like there's that mystical Matt Niskanen out there that's, you know, like a beacon of light for, for all of us. Um, but other than the Niskanen trade and for what we see going on with Ellis, what trade has Chuck Fletcher won in his time with the Flyers? Yeah, like, I, I still... Like, like legit, it, I can't think of one. Yeah, and, like, you know, like, the Braun trade is fine, but you didn't... It's not like you fleeced them. You gave up good assets for a good player. Like, you know, the Niskanen trade, Radko Gudis is still a good player, and you had to give up more than just him. Uh, I still will call the Ellis trade a win simply because you lost garbage. But, like, he played four fucking games, and we don't know if he's ever, like, they say he's going to play again. I hope he plays again and plays well. I don't know. I, I've seen this guy play four games. Like, what? He's just... The creativity that is going to be needed to make this offseason work, man, he's just like, oh, yeah, here's here's Ghost and a pick 
for uh, literally nothing back. We just need to dump this salary. Like, he's just so middling and uninspiring. He's like you're you're being nice, man. Like he he's a fucking potato. Like there's like th- th- there's nothing to. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit beer everywhere. <laughs> well, that that's I, I hope it's a cheap beer because there's that's not a good thing to waste good beer. Oh no, it was a Miller. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, well that that's fine. That <laughs> um, just uh, last thing I'll throw out at you here is uh, uh, for trade deadline shit. Like who. Uh, uh, you know, who do you think made out the best there? Uh, I think the rich kind of got richer. Like, you know, Tampa is going all in because they don't care about their picks. It's it's time for them now. Uh, I, I think, you know, varying degrees. I think Edmonton got a little bit better, but like they stink anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I think Tampa, honestly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be be fun to watch. Hopefully, uh, uh, that's Drew survives there. So. Yeah. Honestly, Florida really like. Jesus, the best team in the East got Claude Giroux. Like, I, I guess I, I'm like stupid not saying Florida there, but thanks a lot, Matt. Um, this, uh, these final 19 games now are like the penance we have to pay for what I really hope are like the best playoffs ever, uh, especially in this Eastern Conference. It's it's our only hope. It's the only the thing that's getting me through this. Okay, I gotta watch 19 more Flyers games. And then I get to watch some fucking awesome hockey every night for a few months. Like, that's it. That's that's what's exciting me about getting to the end of this season. Uh, Johnny Dyer. Johnny, you're live on the post game. How's it, Bill? How you doing tonight, Johnny? Oh, I, I'm good. I, I could only listen to the game again. I got I got to hear Saunders and Coatsy, which is like, again, it's fantastic. If you're not doing it, anybody who like, can't watch the game, like, listen to those guys because Coatsy is terrific. He's still terrific. That's like, I love, I truly love JJ and like Keith Jones. He's my boy. Uh, but the radio crew, it's, it's classic. It's classic yeah. hockey radio. It's like you're listening to fucking Slapshot. It's awesome. There's, yeah. Uh, so do you think, I know you talked about it, but like, does Fletcher fail up this offseason? Does he, uh, fail? like, you know what I mean? I know you've been talking yeah. about it. Yeah, like, I'm so torn. I want this offseason to work because I don't want to watch more shit hockey, and I don't think they have it in them to rebuild. So, like, I want I want this dumb plan to work. But if it doesn't, is that ultimately the best thing because then they can't justify keeping him? I, so, you know, Kelly mentioned it the other, the other week that those Stanley Cups were probably the worst thing to happen to the franchise because it just entrenched those guys – I'm wondering if the back-to-back AMAC and Risto signings are the best things to happen because then they'll get these, they'll, they'll realize that people aren't, you know, nobody wants to go watch a loser team. And and you were talking about Risto, like being tough to play against, like when? And and yeah, I mean, like, exactly. Like, more, it's like, like he is, hits, is but Max like... Wilman okay? I said this in the chat, like he got depleted in this Oh my game. God. What a that beautiful was... hit. Oh, it, it was gorgeous. Like, oh, my God. M- imagine having Mosite. Like, Jesus oh. Christ, that was a hit. And, like, a revert, like, a, a, a straight up Peter Forsberg fucking reverse hit. Like, just, he, oh, you have momentum skating into me. Good luck. <laughs> like, that was beautiful. And, like, I hope he's okay. I, I didn't hear he got hurt or anything. Like, it was, it was just a gorgeous hit. 
Yeah, Risto only does that to his goalies. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's the only people he does it to. That's and when then, uh, during that's the broadcast. During the broadcast, JJ said, uh, "Oh, this cider. You would you wouldn't know he's twenty. He plays with the poise of a thirty year old." And all I thought was, "Oh, a thirty year old defenseman. That that'll turn Chuck on. Maybe he'll get someone like that." My God. And so okay. I'm pretty sure like Torchetti's not coming back. I don't know exactly what he's done to for this power play, other than like he's collecting a check at some point, I'm pretty sure every two weeks. And you know, I, I've done no enough complaining. I've done enough complaining about the assistant coaches and the special teams to be like, you know what, Pete um not Peter Laviolette. Uh <laughs> Who the hell is the uh, Anne exactly. Perrier? Jesus, yes, Anne Perrier was horrible as the PK coach. But oh, yeah. you know what the problem with the special teams is? The Flyers have a bunch of really bad players. Like that's that's the ultimate. I don't care who the fucking coaches are. It does not matter. They have a bunch of really bad players, and that's the issue. Do you, does Yo come back next season? I, I cannot imagine. Like Yo could be Herb Brooks. And you can't bring back a coach with these results. Like, you can't bring back a guy who wins, like, five games in half of a season. You just can't do it. Like, I don't care. They're trying to, like, sell tickets and sell people on, oh, no, it was just a bad year, injuries. How can you bring back this coach? I have no clue. I mean, I I wouldn't do it. But then there's a whole lot of things that, like, and, and we're fairly reasonable people, I think. Like, even though we're fans, <laughs> well, like. You know, a lot of us would be like, Risto at five and 5.2. Like, no. But Chuck was like, I got this, you fuckers. I'll take care of you. Yeah, like, imagine, imagine if his agent, like, you're, you're sitting in, like, a movie-style negotiation, and you're sitting across the table, and his agent slides that number across the table to you. <laughs> I would fucking lose it the way I did. And I'm literally, like, I just had, while you were talking, to clean up the beer off my desk. Uh, like I would laugh like that the way I just laughed at Matt calling Fletcher a potato if yeah. he so if he told me he wanted five fucking million dollars. I'm like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I and I before I I like I I go or whatever. Um, so I listened to most of the BSH radio today. I didn't get to finish it, and there was there's been a little bit of talk of like, okay, does Sandheim come back? Does Provorov come back? Which one of those two do they trade? And most you know, I think most of us would be like, I'd rather keep Sandheim. Um, and, but you've talked about it a little bit, like who they're going to get to play defense. I feel kind of the same way that you feel about the head coach. Like, what does it matter? What does it matter? Because next season it's not going to be, they're not going to have this sudden turnaround. So like whoever you can get, like you want to put Kevin Connaughton back out there again? Fuck it. Why not? Like who gives a shit? Because this, next season is going to be basically another wasted season. See what you have in, in guys like Sandheim and Risto, hopefully Ellis can play again. See where, um, uh, not Cole Caulfield. Uh, ha- see how he does, you know, back there. See, bring up Zimula. not Cole Caulfield. I yeah. feel bit like that's no, the, I, it's. I, I know, like and I, I know I where you're coming great. from. I, I know where you're coming from. You're not talking shit. And like you know, I said like one of the things I appreciate so much about like a player like Brandon Graham for the Eagles is you would have thought his name was not Earl Thomas yeah. forever, and then he ends up being a like honestly a better player for this organization than Earl Thomas was for the fucking Seahawks. Quite honestly, uh, and like there is a path for Cam York to be a tremendous player, but. We all wanted we all wanted Cole Caulfield, and he was right there. And 
they took someone else. They yeah. took someone else from the same fucking U.S. National Development Program. <laughs> and he's a ginger too, isn't he? Is he? I, I anyone the fly like if the Flyers were interested, he must have had red hair. Like <laughs> we talked about it on the podcast. If we talked about it on the podcast today, my wife's a redhead, and she's because I'm left-handed. She says, you know, there's left there's less redheads than there are left-handed people in the world, and the Flyers have like ninety percent of the league's redheads. Is it, like it a, seems impossible. Is there a wonderlick test for hockey? And then like the first question is, are you a redhead? And it's, that's if you don't answer yes, they don't even fucking look at the rest of the test. It's the it's the only question on the Flyers <laughs> on the Flyers scout. <laughs> yeah, we really like that Cole Caulfield. He can score and everything, but. You know, Cam York's sitting there with red fucking hair. We had to do it. Uh, thanks a lot, Johnny. Uh, I'm going to bring Kelly in, and I'm also going to bring Patrick Reed Miller in. Uh, what's going on tonight, Patrick? Hey, what's up, Bill? How you doing? Uh, well, 19 to go. Thank yep. It's, that's, it, I said it on the podcast today. Like I've spent months looking at these final 20 games after the trade deadline being like, that's the goal. Get to those final 20. And then, like, Looking at the math, that's a quarter of the fucking season. <laughs> like, there's still 19 games left. That's so many. And we were complaining about this in, like, December, how many games are left, and we're still complaining. Uh, we were in the 50s for two and a half months, I swear to God. Yeah, we were. I guess one positive thing, I mean, it's it's only two games, but it's nice to see maybe maybe there's something in Joel Farabee that Jeru saw, maybe, but like, I don't, I, I don't know what it's going to turn into, but it seems like he cares. It seems like he cares about all 200 feet of the ice. So I'm hoping he builds on that coming on. That's, I love trying him at center. Uh, oh, not yeah. even just, not even just if he's going to be a permanent center, just to kind of see if he has that. Like you said, he cares about all 200 feet. Like give him as much responsibility as possible. Put everything on him and see what sticks and like, see if you can, because they don't have many other ascending players. Like I like what I see in Owen Tippett, but I have no fucking idea if he's good or not. He's played two games here and he couldn't crack the lineup in Florida. So like, you know, we, we have no idea. I hope he's good because Jesus, it's all we got. Like it's all we got for Claude Giroux franchise legend. Uh, But how many other ascending players does this team have uh it's it's Farabee it's York and who else I mean I mean you could say connect me again but it's I mean he's what's he 25 at this point like that's he connect me and Proverov are in their prime they are I mean, they are what they are high in assist. He's coming up oh and that's that's why I brought Kelly in uh Hank's you have done, yeah. Uh, I, I I opened the show asking how much stock anyone is putting into uh, these final couple games, and like to connect these credit because he was the he was kind of the catalyst for this. He's been playing well for a little while now. Uh, whatever the analytics said about how he was getting unlucky early in the season, no, he he was playing like shit. Uh, he's been playing well for a little while now, though, and I, I'm starting to get sucked back in on TK. Am I crazy? Am I just am I falling into the delusion that like we call out you know regularly on the show? No, no. I mean, listen, we're fans of this stupid hockey team, and so oh, every don't remind every, me. <laughs> every once in a while, they're gonna suck us back in. It happens every time. It's the yeah, like, <laughs> it really is. And uh, thanks a lot, Patrick. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, Kelly, like, 
how much obviously like i said the play the ascending players Faraby, york uh tippet guys like that they're fighting for they're fighting for their careers out there right now like mm-hmm. they're they're establishing themselves as nhl players so the evaluation for these last 19 games is a little different but guys other guys in the lineup like a like a tk if they step up now how much stock are you putting in that uh I don't know. It's hard to say. There's the summer is so long. I often wonder how much can carry over from the year before. Um, but I mean, I think for us, it, it'll be nice to see that there are guys that are going to step up in Giroux's absence. So that's good. I mean, they got they have to keep us interested somehow. <laughs> so if it's going to be like Travis Konechny remembering that he knows how to play hockey, and that's uh, I honestly. Honestly, I have to keep myself interested somehow. So if I have to talk myself back into Travis Konechny for the fourth time, like, I guess that's just what I'm going to do and be the insane person when he, you know, doesn't score a goal for the first two months of the season again. You know what I'm finding interesting over these last two games is I'm starting to wonder if if Cam York is going to fix Ivan Provorov. You know we've we've talked about and like we've talked about it on the show and how I said oh well he needs a number 1 next to him and it's like well Matt Niskanen wasn't a number 1 Mm-mm. ghost wasn't a number 1 like they're just kind of competent puck movers i i said this weeks ago put him next to york cuz like that's a this is a big hole that needs fixing if yeah. if Ivan Provorov can be a part of this team, like that's one less thing. They need help at every single position uh, except starting goaltender. Like they still need a backup. They they, they need every <laughs> single they need every single position on this team. If Ivan Provorov can be somewhat of a contributor because he's playing next to Cam York, like it, it it solves a problem. I'm so glad they finally did it, and it just kind of proves they listen to BSH Radio. Well, they obviously do, but also it, then I start to wonder, like, if Cam York does fix Ivan Provorov over the course of these next 19 games, what... Am I going to get sucked back into Provorov to Jesus Christ, no. how bad is the organization? But what what happens next year with Ryan Ellis? Like, then what do we do with Cam York? Where do we put him? Because we can't put him on the second pair because Rissa Linen has to play there forever, or we all perish, I guess. But we go just... and get a first pair defenseman to put with Ryan Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that like that's the missing piece here. I still do not believe, even if Provorov is like better, I just believe him to be a good defensive defenseman who every now and then you'll be like, oh wow, is there something else? No, he can't do it consistently. He's a good defensive defenseman. Uh, you know, on average, that's probably what he'll end up being as long as he has a Cam York type next to him. Yeah. Uh, like you can't depend on that on your first pair. You need another first pair defenseman along with like three borderline all-star forwards. I don't know why I'm I'm pretending that the problem we're going to have next year is too many good defensemen. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the problem. They played seven defensemen tonight, and you can argue maybe four of them belong in the league. Yeah, I missed the beginning of the game, so I didn't realize they were playing 7D, and then I saw it about halfway through, and I was like, oh, and uh, all right, that's going really that's, well. They, I saw the tweets about it. Like, what the fuck is the point of this? I, mean, I Like, uh, they're just on the road, and that's who was with them. They didn't have an extra – like, 
what is the point of any of this? Like during the broadcast, they're talking. Oh, it must be hard, you know, for being like a Nick Sealer, a Kevin, uh, what Connaughton? Am I? Yeah, Connaughton. Not Connaughton. It's Connaughton. Yeah, um, Connaughton. Like, oh, it must be hard, especially when you're one of those guys not getting their names called. It's like, you know, what's really hard for these guys? Playing at this level because they're not good enough. <laughs> like, that's the real <laughs> difficult part. Uh, and, like, just dressing these guys in this game, it's absolutely pointless. But you know what? I think Mike Yo is maybe the only one with a brain in his head in this organization, and he has embraced the tank. Uh, you know, he pulled heart when they didn't have the puck tonight. That was stupendous. That he's was playing, he's, incredible. He, he's playing Yandel, <laughs> Sealer, and Connaughton. Like, he's going for it, baby. They're going to bring Nate Thompson back. I, I swear, he's going to get the interim tag pulled off of him, at least in my mind, by continuing to do this shit to make sure we get a top four pick. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to handle uh, what's-his-face, Nate Thompson coming back. I can. I'm, not, I, I'm not sure it, I can handle it. It's the most excited I've been in a long time. Quite you know honestly. what? I'm I'm just worried that we're gonna lose Zach McEwen because Nate Thompson no. comes back. Oh no no no! Zach McEwen knows what's about to happen. What he got in two fucking fights. Tonight. Two Why fights. He, he this was a this was a Brandon Manning like performance from Zach McEwen tonight. <laughs> they can't pull me out if I fight. I'll get in two. Uh, and <laughs> Uh, like I, I think it's genius. I Zach McEwen, Joel Farabee, Cam York. I can't think of anyone else I like on this team other than Carter Hart. Like everyone else can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about the extent of the list. I don't need anybody <laughs> and else. And like one of those players isn't very good. He listen. He's trying hard every shift. I love him. He's he's everything I've wanted. You put him with two good fourth liners, you'll have a good fourth line. I legitimately, and I'm not even fucking around, legitimately want him on the team next year. Oh, without I'm going to be doubt. very upset if he's not on the team next year. He has to be. And, like, this is the part of – and maybe it's just our stupid flyers brains because even though we talk about how the Broad Street bullies are a sickness, like, we're infected. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I do think, like – Part of the appeasement of the fan base will be like when they sign restricted free agent Zach McEwen. Well, that's the thing. That's where you that's where you put that guy on the yeah. fourth line to play yeah, eight plays, minutes a night. Yeah, you he plays seven minutes and spends another five in the penalty box. Right. Like, you don't sign him to you know five by five and put him on the second pair. For, like that's not what you do. You get oh, a fourth Jesus. liner and he punches the faces. That's how it's supposed like, to be. I, I, I'm really starting to feel bad because this team has so many problems, and we just go back to, to Risto because it's so easy. He, he makes – I mean, he makes it easy. And like, the organization makes it so simple. Like, they gave that guy $25.5 million. He played the worst first period of maybe anyone on the team this year, and this is a horrible fucking team. Yeah. I, uh, I saw the replay of the uh... – the screening of Carter Hart. It was breathtaking. Like the assault of Carter Hart. He's a professional hockey player, and he was doing it for like a, a long time, like long enough that at some point his brain should have been like, "Wait, I shouldn't be straddling my goaltender's face. Perhaps I should back up a little bit." But uh, it, no, 
It just like, kept happening. It, not only is he a professional hockey – like, Nick Sealer's a professional hockey player. Rasmus Ristolainen is on his second deal with a cap hit over $5 million. Like, yeah. how much – what? How much has he made? Career earnings, he's at $33.7 million at Go this point. Go retire, dude. You could probably live a nice, tidy life with $33 million in Finland. I don't know. That definitely doesn't include the next con- – yeah, the last one was 32 4 mm-hmm. and his first one was 5.3, and yeah, and now he's getting another 25. So this guy's going to make like $70 million fucking dollars. I mean, good for him, but also, like, just retire. You got enough. It's not a 35-plus contract. It wouldn't kill us if he retired. That would be great. That would be fine, yeah. Go home, buddy. All right. Thanks for joining me, Hinkle. I just I just needed no someone problem. to. No problem. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. We got 19 more of these. Uh, I think I'm going to do... It's my goal to do 18. Now, you know, sometimes I just get pissed and skip them. Uh, But I'm going to skip WrestleMania Sunday. Um, I believe that's April 3rd. But I'm planning on doing the other 18 unless, you know, literally anything else comes up. But no, I'm planning on doing the other 18. Uh, So I I hope you're all here to join me through these uh, next tortuous and ultimately meaningless hockey games that the Philadelphia Flyers will play. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, if you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. So much content, you know the whole spiel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. <laughs>